Blog Talk Radio. Jerry and on StreamYard and Facebook and everywhere else we're at <laughs> uh, with my co-host David Flowers and our special guest John Stevens. He always comes in on the third Tuesday of every month so that we can talk about paranormal events and if you want to find out where all the latest events are you need to go to his page on Facebook which is Virginia Paranormal Events and then his website, which is www.virginiaparanormalevents.com. So, John Stevens, how are you doing? Wonderful. <laughs> Always good to come back every third Tuesday. I know you've been you've been on here for quite a while. <laughs> I tell you, I uh, I really miss it. If, if something happens and I miss y'all's show, I mean, I look forward to Tuesday nights. And uh, if I'm not on your show, I try to catch your show. Uh, I think last week I didn't I didn't get back until about ten minutes before your show ended, so I, I, I have missed most of it. Hey Sheila, ho ho ho! Um, I forgot my Christmas hat. It's always it's always good. Actually, last week I caught I caught most of it. But you had a good show. Yeah, um, thank you. I can't what was her name? I can't remember what her name was. John Stevens. I don't remember either. Isn't that terrible? It's, it went, I know it. went we right out went right out my head. Oh my mean, I even went to her page and, and and befriended her and all that stuff. And so yeah. it was great. Yeah, it's, um, oh my gosh, I can't believe that her name just went right out my head. I have to I have to go in here and look at messages. Isn't that terrible? Because she's just as sweet as she could Yeah, she's just Yeah, she's just as sweet as she could be. They were on a uh they were on an investigation near, near yeah, it's April, I'm sorry. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I run embarrassing. April um, Mooneyham. That's right. And I and I'll botch her other last name. I can't pronounce it, so we might as well just stick that. <laughs> so, but she's she's just sweet. She's a very nice lady. Yeah. It was it was fun having her on the show. Um, 
times and, and that happening. It would be nice if Vibe Time could go somewhere and do a live like that, just do a live show one night in a different location other than what we're doing. That would be really cool. If we just had better reception, we could do it at the Manor House. Yeah. I know it. Yeah, but the reception there is. Yeah, we'd never get it, so. probably have to do it more towards the summertime when there's still light outside and they can't really, you know. Right. Yeah, because your show would end almost by the time it turned dark mm -hmm. during the summer. So. Yeah, and it would have to be on a Friday. <laughs> we should do that. Yeah, oh yeah, that's right. We could do it on a Tuesday. Yeah, it would just have to be somewhere close for you because you're the one who has to get up. And so, yeah, something to think about. So, yeah, different locations. I'll put that in the chat. Where would you like for Vibe to have with Jerry to be? Yeah, where do y'all want? Yeah, where do y'all want Vibe time to be? <laughs> I mean, as long as you don't tell them where I am, I will ride down the road next week. <laughs> I hear an echo somewhere. I don't know where it's coming from. I think it shouldn't be my phone. This one, I don't think. I don't have any extra things on. So. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm looking. I'm not hearing any echo. Oh, I do. I just don't know where it's coming from. Shouldn't be the phones. Let me see. Yeah, I hear, it's like a slight echo. So anyway, um, hi John Savage, Merry Christmas. Merry John Savage, no, Merry Christmas, John. Um, there are some events we were. I was looking over some of these coming up in Virginia, really outside of Virginia, uh, that are close to within driving distance. You know, this time of year it's slow period because of. Well, 
Well, I think that the the spirits really missed you at the second floor of the Pearl, and you could have just thrown down 50 bucks and did your pole dance. Well, I got the perfect picture that I, I still need to turn into a poster. It would be the perfect T-shirt. You know what? I think I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to post that picture, and I'm going to say, name that shirt. Well, or you can have it shipped. Or you can have it shipped. Yeah, or can have it shipped. Yeah. If you're if you're local and you pick up at the matter house or what fifteen bucks to buy mail it to you, it's twenty dollars. It's your manor house. Manor house. And then it's Manor House. And it's and it's a and it's a very comfortable shirt and it washes nice too. And I'm not just saying that because David Flowers made it, I'm saying it because it washes nice and it 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 just it washes nice and it's comfortable. Yeah, yeah. So we're turned out really nice. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. That's happy the way it turned out. Mike, you said that, um, is it a cricket? Is that what you have, David? No, it's a brown chicken brown. Okay. Yeah. How did you come up with a design? I took a picture. Okay. I gotta post the picture. Yeah, I gotta. Po I'm gonna post the picture. I gotta find the picture and then I'm gonna post it. And then y'all, I'm gonna say name that shirt because I know John Savage. We already have his shirt, you know, pegged as far as what he what he needs to get on a shirt. <laughs> so. Uh, the manor house is still 
Stevens is in the house. Oh, wow. I think I've been there once on a case. Yeah.
Oh, wow. January 21st, isn't it?
<laughs> I guess. Yes, he is an asshole. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. It's haunted. <laughs> That's from Dennis. It's haunted. <laughs> Hi, Dennis. Some hey, asshole. Then we start getting into March, where you have uh, uh, some couple of couple of events that are not in Virginia, but are close enough. The USS uh, North Carolina, Wilmington. Um, they're having a, down there very popular USS uh, North Carolina. <laughs> I know, right. I'm sorry. I can't see any comments, so I have no idea what you mean. Oh, I can Ronnie, see the comments. Ronnie Anderson said it. Ronnie Anderson said it. April 9th and April. That's right. I don't want to forget about that. April 15th. Is that right? Don't be like me. Just be yourself. <laughs> Yeah, Dennis, you're being an asshole. I think Dave missed your entire, well, I'll do it for him. April says the 21st through the 23rd. Oh, good. Thank you. Thank you. 
I think it's a, a, everything he just said. Everything you just asked, because everybody's different. So that's just me. Now people might have other opinions. John Savage says it comes down to interpretation and how she's interpreting information she's getting. So it's all on the individual person. It varies from person to person. He can do both at the same time, and not and do both at this both. And some people can just do one and not the other. So yeah, everything you said. Um, but anyway, with her dreams. What's up, Tracy? Hey, Austin. Charles takes in the comments on that. One rule, one rule I follow when I read cars or etc. is that I don't disclose death omens. When you do that, people's choices are affected, and they they may will something to happen that could have been avoided. Hey, Ronnie, I would I wouldn't I would tell them. Wait, I would tell unless asked if they were doing a reading and the information was an ask. 
Yeah. 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 Cancer diagnosis is yeah. Uh-huh. Think about all the people that are happily oblivious to the pending doom and get a cancer diagnosis, then boom, you're dead. Yeah. So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Right. said that's real that's a real interesting perceptive she had never thought about it like that but you're right Well, I mean, sometimes in situations like that, spirit doesn't always show themselves. I've experienced that a lot where I'm feeling something and it's not feel, it's feeling icky to me, but I, they won't show themselves, but I feel the ickiness of whatever that is, you know, um, because they hide sometimes, too. You, can, you know they're there, you know, perfect example, coming home, you know, Yesterday, door opening on its own. 
and I'm and I'm feeling something, but I can't. I know it's a male, but I can't see him. But my door opens, <laughs> you know, amongst other things. And I'm like, then I could wake up with a psych attack. So it's they don't always show, and sometimes people see it in different ways. Sometimes things flash to them like a beacon. I can't explain it. For me, it's up here, and then sometimes it's right in front of my face. I mean, it just, it varies. Now, I don't know how it is with everybody else, but that's how it is for me. That she's an empath? Oh, oh, that imp, yeah, the... Well, uh, there's a, there's a pla- there's an area where my mom was at, and this lady died at her ha- in her house. She fell down the well. She actually fell down the front steps and she died. And I can walk up to her gate to a certain point, and then the energy is so strong it affects me physically, and I can't. I will not go any further. Same thing with Old House Woods. There's a certain energy at Old House Woods at a certain point where I stop because the energy is so strong. It just it just affects me physically, and I'm like I'm stopping right now. I I don't know how to describe it to you. I just know that I have to stop, and I don't I don't go any further because that's that's my body telling me intuitively don't do that, dummy. Don't be dumb. And I won't. I don't test the limits on that. But a house uh, down there in Nirvana, that, uh, that the guy that owns that page. Walt Hurley, yeah. You can only go past yeah. a certain point with Walt, too. Yeah. I remember going out there with you and you were like... He's all over, yeah. Yeah, he's all over. Present. Yep, very present. And when the gates close, God forbid... I have to... When when somebody is dumb enough to close the gates to that place, because people do inadvertently, the maintenance workers there will accidentally close the gates, and then he's standing at the gate like, why are these gates closed? Because he didn't want them closed. He never wanted those gates closed. So then I have to reach out to his niece and say, hey, can you go open the gate back up? And she does. She'll send somebody out there to open the gates back up because he always wanted people to feel free to be able to go there. If they wanted to visit the gravesite, they could. So, yeah. Um, Christopher Robinson House, Hewitt, yeah, Hewitt yeah, Plantation. Robinson yeah, Hewitt, right. Hewitt Plantation. Yeah, it's a beautiful place. When, when I was last time I was there, and I was uh, looking in the windows, seeing you know, steadily working, I heard that they were trying to get back being uh, a wedding venue. Yes. 
property and the lady is really nice um one of the you know one of the family members that owns it because it's now like the family house i guess as she put it it's a fa- it's their family home but they're going to do other things with it i doubt that they'll ever do anything paranormal related in there and i don't think that people would approve of it simply because of the situation that occurred at the house with mr hurley i doubt it you know because but yeah, it's a it's a beautiful piece of property. Yeah, I mean, when you go there, and that's just an example of have a strong sense. Yeah. Uh, when you go there, mm-hmm. of a person. Um, because um, he just recently died. Yeah. No, it's not. Well, she says Elizabeth. We got an EVP, a clear cut one now. I just haven't, I haven't uploaded it. Clear cut, Elizabeth, flat out, bam. bam. <laughs> I was like, wow. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Make it like a minute long or something like that and then just post it. Yep, I can do that. And then I'll I'll share it like crazy. Yeah. And everybody's gonna be wanting to get down to the manor. Yeah, I can do that. David tells me what he wants me to incorporate into into a one minute clip. That can be done very easily. Oh God, Joe. Yeah. Ultimately. Yeah. No, I mean, Ultimately.
Oh, stomach. I don't trust pictures taken in mirrors because you don't know what that mirror could be. It, it could be crazy or just at the angle that the pictures take in. Well, I took a picture in the mirror and got that, got whatever that was, and we still don't know what it is. I don't think so, Nenny. You can reflect all you want. I doubt it. You have no explanation because you went right up there and tried to try to duplicate it and you couldn't, so. And there are some people that will capture images and witness the reflections of What's that called? Paul Shields is not here to say Paradelia. <laughs> He's just not here. I, I mean, I, is Gene I, on? I, if he is, hi Gene, because I can't see Bill everything. Sorry, I didn't. I saw. I yeah. saw Tracy say, hey, "There he is." <laughs> Hello, <laughs> Gene. <laughs> I can't, I, it's in three different places, and I apologize, but we really have three different areas, Dave's page, my page, and Vibe Time, so we have three different areas that we're covering, plus whatever he shares on his stuff. Merry Christmas, Gene. Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas, Gene. How are you feeling, though? Not moist out. I can tell you that. It's cold, but it ain't moist out there.
I'm sorry. Yeah. That type of perception. Yep. And Tracy, I was taking, I was taking my medication and um, I was drinking my magnesium and it, and it went up my nose. <laughs> My magnesium, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Don't ask. <laughs> Sorry. I have to take it at a certain time. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, nice. Go to their website and check that out. Um, but there are other When you when you do your when people post on your page that you have to approve their posts, right? Is that you're doing that? That's, that's part of it. Okay. So some people post for me to Facebook warehouse marketplace for paranormal stuff. They have there are plenty of Facebook pages. 
Here's Paul Shields. He missed the Paradelia. Sorry, John. <laughs> he sure did. <sighs> he wasn't watching soccer, I can tell you that. He just got done talking about you, Paul Shields. <laughs> No wonder why her sales page for the Rose never posts. That's Tracy. Because you take it off. <laughs> well, that you posted is in Virginia and have a good reputation. No, that wouldn't be Tracy Ann, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, we can't we can't yeah, we can't do that. <laughs> Love you, but no. Oh, you're fine. Or they comment on our page. Yeah. And it's like, what do they really have? I'll just search for You have a website too, because we got about seven minutes. But you also have your website as well. So. Right up your alley.
Right. Oh, wow. St. Francis. Tracy said St. Francis. Yeah. Very good. Thank you, Tracy. got about three minutes, John, just to let you know. Troy Taylor. Handing out candy canes. Handing out candy canes. <laughs> well, we appreciate y'all coming on. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yes, there is a show next week. Teresa Sayers will be on it next week. 
And I appreciate everybody tuning in to Blog Talk. Ryan's going to do his um, Christmas joy stories. So it's going to be pretty interesting. <laughs> so we appreciate it. Yes, and it's always nice to have you on the show. So I hope you all have a Merry Christmas. Yes, and thanks for tuning in, everybody.
Hello, all you freaks out there, and Merry Christmas. This is the Freaking Awesome Paranormal Show Christmas Special. Um, it's going to be kind of a low-key affair tonight. We had a, um, let's say a problem. <laughs> but RJ decided to wake up this morning at 4 o'clock, and I didn't get to bed till like, maybe, well, sleep till like 1 o'clock in the morning. Um wasn't any other show I'd probably be doing it right now but since it's Christmas and I do have we do have a guest on next week um the urban ghost hunters uh they were on a few weeks ago during a storm and uh, we had to cancel this or we had to cut it short because he kept getting cut off so I rescheduled the show for next week so this is the last like <laughs> supernatural news show or you know show we can you know, just chat. Just the three of us. Kimmy is here with me tonight. Um, but you know, I just wanted to say Merry Christmas, to everybody who uh, is listening, and everybody who supported the show for all these years. And um, yeah, I uh, I'm tired. Mm. <laughs> you ever get that? You ever get where it's like. You want to say something really profound, but you can't because you can't think of words. Yeah. That's how I'm feeling right the now. The brain just isn't brain. Yes, I am not. I am not braining right now. That's a good term. That's a good term. I'm not braining right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was gonna have Jerry come on and uh, David Flowers, and uh, we're gonna do a big Christmas show. But I also told Jerry today, I'm like, Dude, I can't even think right now <laughs> to converse, to even try to have a conversation about anything. But I can read still. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, you know, I figured it would be nice just to, to learn more about Christmas and the paranormal and stuff. And uh, we'll see how long we last. Maybe it won't be the whole hour. You know, we're just going to do what we do yeah. until we're done doing it. Yeah. Like a plan? But no one's watching this anyway. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. So I'm, I'm going to try this. I'm going to, I've done this before. I'm going to share my screen with you guys. Make sure you got all the dirty pictures off. Just kidding. I'm having pictures on here. Present. Share screen. The entire screen. Yes. Share some audio. Share. Share. Okay. All right. So be careful sharing screen audio if you have a guest. They will hear themselves. So I'll have a guest. Got it. Okay. Look at all that. All right, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to start the first article here. This is a ghost article. It is from WLBT Channel 3, an NBC station mm-hmm. in Mississippi. It's not in England. Holy crap. Oh, my God. I know, right? We have ghosts here, too. Okay, let's see. Brandon, Mississippi. Family myth believes Christmas present unleashed paranormal activity into their Brandon home. It sounded like someone was knocking on the walls. That's how Whitney Merritt describes the beginning of the nearly three weeks of alleged paranormal activity her family endured after receiving a Christmas present last month. That's one hell of a Christmas present. Yeah. Take it back. Yeah. yeah is, this, is there a receipt for this? Like, you, you can have yeah. it back. Thank you. But no, thank you. The present was a vintage doll carriage. Her mother had gotten it in, in from a friend of a friend who had gifted it to Whitney's daughter, who had sat by the Christmas tree for the first few. Okay. Friend of a friend 
uh, distant cousin from, yeah, just get this shit out of here. I can see you. Wow. That's a baby carriage? Yes, so. God. That's like something you put a plan in. I imagine that they probably would have had, like, um, you know, like the little, like, sectioned cushion thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I hope they had cushions in that thing. I would hope so. Yeah, this one real uncomfortable Looks like something you put outside and put, like, plants in or something, you know? Have, like, vines growing over. Yeah, exactly. Uh... I think the knocking, what he says, began at the beginning of the year. You'd hear it on the walls of their Brandon home, which they'd re- they have recently moved into. The sounds grew so loud that when on two occasions, Whitney walked to the front door, thinking someone was outside. It was midnight, so Whitney caught her husband, Michael, who works nights. I think someone's at the door, she told him, before turning on the porch light. When she opened it, no one was there. Why don't these people ever have, like, a ring camera? I know, right? <laughs> get a ring camera. <laughs> this happens so that's often. Make life so much easier for you. It really would. At least you don't have to get up in the middle of the night. Exactly. Just look at your phone. Oh, okay. exactly. fucking ghost again. Exactly. We can just go back go to sleep. Bed. <laughs> What's the, what is the ghost baby doing knocking on the door? No, literally, though. Oh. And then about the third or fourth night, when we started hearing, like, boom, boom, boom in the attic, she recalls, and she as she rubs her chest, leaving it red. At first, they simply wrote it off. What was the <laughs> Did you rub her chest as she was telling the story, or was she rubbing her chest? What was the point of adding that? What is the relevance? Yeah, I'm trying to figure out when they when she was rubbing her chest. What That's kind of a, kind of a weird, yeah. What? Kind of a yeah, weird thing to add to the uh, story. <laughs> it's no significant importance. So why did you add that? Have you never proved that? Like it's like I'm reading a porn here. She rubs her chest, leaving it red. At first, they thought they simply wrote it off. I, I'm totally confused. Oh At first, they simply wrote it off. Their home was built in 1992. Maybe it was just settling in. There are no ghosts after 1992. Okay. No, never. I don't know. Logical reasons. I'm trying to come up with. I'm trying to come up with in my head. Whitney admits. But soon, the sounds above the living room became so frequent that they could no longer be ignored. So one weekend in the middle of the night, Michael went into the attic carrying a shotgun and a flashlight, expecting to find someone up there. They've been up there for a long time. Yeah, I was going to say, like, if you thought someone was up there, you waited a long time to go up Although, there. Although there are, there are, like, stories of people, like, wadding upstairs mm-hmm. in people's houses and coming down. You've seen videos on YouTube mm-hmm. where people come down eating food and then climb up into, yeah. like, the yeah. crawl space. We were, we were out there making so much noise, Whitney says, People probably thought we were crazy. We thought there was somebody in the attic, but no one was up there. And so ended the week one. Well, me, we were up there for that long. Week two started with a bang. It was around 2 or 3 in the morning when Whitney was wakened from what she calls a deep sleep, a dead sleep, sorry. The noise was so loud, she says, that she thought their dog had crashed through the window of their door. She grabs her... What? People have so many guns readily available. Jesus. I never know. Ghosts, apparently. She grabbed her handgun and walked around their home but found nothing. And they need a proton pack. No, literally. In the morning while walking into the kitchen was when she discovered the bag on the ground. In the bag were the coffee mugs she had recently purchased from TJ Maxx. Not TJ Maxx. (laughs) No, no, no. 
of the coffee. Oh, my God. I hope they weren't broken. The baker's three to four feet away from the table. I said mugs were cooked. Oh, that sucks. We lost them. Sucks to suck. We, oh lost the, we lost the mugs from TJ Maxx. Those poor mugs. Never even got a chance to live. Do you want to go on or is this too much for you? Uh, well, who knows? Who knows? All right. We'll, we'll, we'll try to we'll soldier through. Try to get through this without breaking down. There's no way they could have fallen over at all, when he says adamantly. I mean, they weren't on their side or anything. They're just not going to roll. You know what I mean? They just don't roll. Just don't roll. Wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. <laughs> you know, I'm, you know, I, you know, I'm doing this to be entertaining. You know, and it, it, it might be really scaring these people. Somebody put put a copy out there. It's not like I don't believe them. It's, I mean, it's you know, funny. So yeah. And it's, it's not even making fun of them. It's making fun of whoever wrote this. Is what most of this is. Yeah. It's because it's like, why did they word it like this, or why did it? Why was it like this? Yes. Plus, we have to we got some fun. Exactly. Yeah. The next. It's gonna be real boring. Exactly. Personality. Three thirty in the morning. Bang, bang, bang. <laughs> Whitney rushed into the kitchen to find another bag on the floor inside another shattered mug. What, what did this ghost have a have yeah. a good mug? What What did mugs ever do to this Maybe, poor ghost? The ghost is a cup ghost. It is not like mugs. Please. Hashtag cup. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely what it is. That, all, is. that is canon. Hashtag now. all yeah. mugs must die. Yeah. All mugs. People are, see, people are watching our stream. They're, they're, they're missing. The fun stuff we're missing. That Hashtag so cups. True. The next. Da, 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 da. The cis time shards of glass had come out of the bag and so Whitney began sweeping it up. After the glass in the after putting the glass in the trash can, Whitney started walking back to her bedroom. Which were they were they there? Like a play by play of exactly what she was doing. She <laughs> turned around. She walked to the bathroom. She pulled her pants down. She grabbed too much information. Clean written like it's a script for something. Yeah, I know. Like why does this feel like the backup plan of a failed it playwright? Like a, a play, yeah. Like she turns around. <laughs> Smiled slightly. That's when she said she heard the sound of someone dropping a little silverware into the sink. I mean, doing the dishes. What's wrong with that? Yeah, straight up. I mean, it wasn't even. We, I mean, wasn't even back to my bedroom yet. That's when I. That's when I turned around. I about broke my neck. Mm-hmm. And I went back to the this sink to look, normal. and it was like maybe something something fell, but I had just done the dishes. There was one. There was nothing in the sink, so I freaked out. Stayed up for a while. Well, there's a the last week a series of events occurred, most involving their children's toys rooms and their toys. The dream catcher and lamp in her daughter's room fell to the floor multiple times. After investigating it the second time they fell it fell, they fell. After investigating it and they singular plural. Investigating it investigating it like the room? I guess maybe. All right. I guess probably the dream catching lamps, what they were investigating. And there, the room the was. second time it fell. And then they fell. Investigating it, maybe is the, maybe the room. After this game, it's the second. I think that it maybe is referring to like. After investigating it. I think we're overthinking it a little bit. <laughs> No, because this isn't grammatically correct. It well, can't be. After investigating it the second time they fell. They probably need to do. I think the it is like. Spell check. I think the it is 
referring to it falling? Yeah. Because that, that makes sense, investigating it, as in, like, investigating the falling the second time they fell. So I guess maybe that's what it means. That's probably what it means. It doesn't feel grammatically correct, though. No. They need, they need to maybe have them proofread their, their uh, they really do. These articles in Brandon, Missouri, or Mississippi, Apparently. wherever they're from. Whitney and Michael were walking back to their bedroom when the bathroom door slammed behind them. Oh. Probably ghost probably taking a shit. Mm-hmm. They were like, you know what? I need privacy. At first, they thought maybe one of the children had gotten to use the bathroom, but the light never came on. So my husband opened, opened up the door real quick and turned the light on, and there was nothing in there, Whitney says. And he stood there, messing with the doors in the hallway for a minute, just trying to find logical explanation. Like, maybe it was the suction that slammed the door, at least they're trying to find a reason. Yeah, but, like, what suction? Like, where? Why? They were just trying to find, like, a logical explanation. They, they were trying. Yeah, it just wasn't clicking. <laughs> but the door never moved again. The next day, the family was in the living room when one of their children's car toy cars started playing music repeatedly. Oh, they checked it. The toy's power switch was turned off. Later that evening, Whitney went to wake up Michael for work. As he got ready, Whitney began to sweep the living room floor. As she swept, she saw her husband walk into the kitchen to pick himself some coffee. She says she asked him a question, which he ignored, so she asked it again. Still no answer. Frustrated, she walked into the kitchen but found no one there. Oh. Whitney walked back into the bedroom to find her husband asleep. I saw him, Whitney says. I saw him. I swear on my kids. I mean, I'm not crazy. Please don't think I'm crazy because you're giving this to somebody. I know it sounds weird because I've never believed in any of that in my entire life. I'm not. But I saw a person walk the door into the kitchen. I don't think you're crazy, Whitney. I don't think you're, I think your obsession with mugs is crazy, but, so you know. True. So true. But not this. Then came the final straw. It was a final, it was the day after Whitney says she saw someone walk into the kitchen. That's a lot of shit coming on just for a, from a stroller. Nah, literally, like, Jeez. what happened to that stroller? That is a cursed stroller. She had gone to get groceries at the Kroger on, oh, I love the Kroger on Spillway Circle. That's like my favorite one. The four-year-old was at their was with her daughter. Her four-year-old was at the grandparents, and her seven-year-old was at school. Michael was was the only one home. Whitney said it was around twelve thirty when he called her. Hey, is Paxton home? Michael asked. Whitney said, uh, "No, he's at school." Hello. When Whitney and her daughter got home, Whitney explained the call. He said that he was in bed when he heard the front door close. Then he heard Paxton's door close. Then he began hearing knocking on the walls. He called Paxton's name five or six times, but there was no answer. That's when he got up and walked into his son's room. Paxton's bedroom light was on, his Xbox was on, and a bottle of water was actively dripping on the floor. After telling Whitney the story, they had discussion about all of the strange occurrences at their home. And they had begun... when they had begun, we were sitting here, and Michael just fixated on that little baby carriage. We stuck it outside. We okay. stuck it outside. I need to mention this. It, it's not entirely like, but I just need to mention it. You see how Michael right there has little, like, uh, just the parentheses things yeah. around it? Why do authors do that? They'll do it like, history documents, too, what has little like, parentheses around it. But if you take that word out, it doesn't make sense. So what is the point? Of putting a little parentheses around. I've always wondered that. Why? 
if you took it out, it wouldn't make sense. So why are you trying to imply that it didn't need to be there? What is the reason? Like, I don't know. I, it just bothers me that they do that. Well, like, you're why? here and Michael just fixed it up. Well, why? Why would – I don't understand why parentheses are even a thing but I just, in this context. Like, go. You don't need to be there. This would not make – if you took Michael out, I, it bothers me. But anyway, anyway, I just need to mention it. I mean, I, I don't I don't know. I mean, I, I think – I mean – I've thought about that myself, and I can't think of a logical it's explanation. So dumb. I don't Especially when I'm this tired, and I don't think there's a logical explanation. So much in like historical documents that I have to read in English, and I'm like, why? I need like an English major to tell me why they do it, and we don't have one available right now. It's just wild <sighs> to me, but anyway. So they moved the uh, baby carriage outside. Why not take it to a goodwill? Yeah, like get rid of it. <laughs> The carriage now resides in the garage and has been placed on Facebook Marketplace for $65. Full disclosure, it's definitely haunted, so yeah. Whitney did say that she eventually received more backstory in the carriage from her mother, who told her that the owner's husband had been killed in a motorcycle accident on the the Natchez Trace a year ago. She believed that it's possible that that's who she saw walk past her in the why would he? Why? That seems low key unrelated, but all right, all right. That's your only explanation. Now. All right. Why would they? He attach himself to a baby carriage. Mm. You know. I don't mean you know it could be happening. I just don't know why. Why? Or maybe it just he likes seems it. so unrelated. Yeah, I mean you know. We both strongly believe there's a spirit attached to that doll buggy. Michael wrote in a text message with what was going on. There's no other explanation. It all started with all the knocking and banging on the walls out of nowhere, and I knew. He knew. When he says she would argue with anyone who'd ask their story, and that she, too, is hesitant to believe people who claim to have seen a parent or something paranormal. I'll say any of this out loud because it sounds, you know, it sounds, I know how it sounds. What he says, I'm not stupid. I know how it sounds, but you know, it is what it is. <laughs> Maybe you should be more believing of people that turn out that paranormal activity with me after you had your shit happen. So that is the story of Whitney and Michael and their haunted buggy. This is Michael, right? Yeah, Michael. And their haunted buggy. Now, one of the most famous, like, Smiths, People, uh, certain people associated with Christmas is Charles Dickens, hmm. and uh, he wrote a Christmas Carol, which is actually a ghost story. All right, for that. Yes, and we're gonna learn uh, how Charles Dickens was a fascinated skeptic of the supernatural. Hmm. This was actually written in August of 2022, so not exactly written at Christmas time, but you know that's okay. Decently yeah, related. Yeah, it's close enough. August, December, pretty much the same month. Yeah. 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 Charles Dickens, or Chuck D, as his friends called him. Chucky Dick, just kidding. Charles Dickens was a master of the spooky story. More than 150 years after the famed author's death, his tales of phantoms, goblins, and ghosts of Christmas past continue to frighten and delight readers from, from around the world. But Dickens' fascination with spirits his vectors transcended the pages of his fiction. 
Amid the spiritualist craze that gripped Victorian society, he sought out haunted houses and attended seances, even as he scoffed at the idea that ghosts exist. existed. The author's multifaceted relationship with the supernatural is the focus of an upcoming expedition at the Charles Dickens Museum in London, opening this fall. To be read at dusk, Dickens, Ghosts, and Supernatural explores Dickens' lasting influence on the ghost story genre. He published more than 20 spooky tales in his lifetime and his dogged interest in the paranormal. Among the items on display are original sketches of Dickens' ghosts by the caricature, caricaturist John Leach, in addition of the chimes that was gifted to Hans Christian Andersen and tickets to Dickens' readings of his ghost stories. The author often performs tales for family, friends, and the public. Stories were a particularly important part of his repertoire, and he rather enjoyed eliciting, 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 I guess that's the right way to say it, powerful reactions from his audiences. One listener he bragged in a letter to his wife, Catherine, was undisguisedly sobbing and crying on the sofa as I read. You've made it as an author if someone is doing that at your reading. You've made it. Yeah. It's, he, he has to be an actor. He's got he's to gotta act out all the parts. But I guess he, since he wrote the parts, he knows them, he knows them so well. He knows how they need to be said. But you've also got to be an orator. And think about it. You, this, guy comes, this guy is like in this auditorium. And people have come to listen to him read a book, you know, and and this book, and he would sit there, I guess, read the whole thing, mm-hmm. not like the first chapter one night. And you know, luckily, the Christmas story isn't that long of a story compared to his other ones. But you know, imagine that he would have a hard, I have a hard time talking after this <laughs> and doing doing this show. Can you imagine like talking like that for hours on end. In the early age, Dickens was immersed in scary stories. His nanny, one Miss Mercy, terrified him with nightmarish bedtime tales, amused by his pleas that he was hardly strong enough and old enough to hear the story just again just yet. <laughs> I'm hardly strong enough and old enough to hear that story yet again. Too bad. You're going to listen to it. Stop covering your ears. Dear man, the author of late, the author later, author later recalled, she never spared me one word of it. Her name was Mercy, though she had none on me. You can um, imagine him like he's wanting her to come. No, no more, no more, no and more, Miss. You please, you no more. You listen to a scary story. Take the covers off your head. As an older child, he wrote weekly. He read a weekly horror magazine called The Terrific Register. A acute, acutely aware of the intense and contradictory emotions that scary stories can provide. While he read the publication religiously, its stories made him unspeakably miserable and frightened me my very wits out of my head. It's like like when you drive past a a car wreck and you look in mm-hmm. and you don't want to see a body or blood or anything. But you keep looking for the yeah, body the or blood. Time, you, you can't keep. You can't happens. stop yourself. Or you see like a video on or YouTube, and like it says something like you know he's going to disturb you, but you get yeah. so tempted to mm-hmm. look at it. 
Dickens' interest in the supernatural persisted persisted into adulthood. To be read at dusk, it features a letter on display for the first time that Dickens wrote to the author, William Howitt, asking if he knew of any haunted house whatsoever within the limits of the United Kingdom where nobody can live, eat, drink, or stand, stand, lie, or sleep without sleep molestation. Per the Guardian's Harriet Sherwood, Howitt recommended a certain inn, which Dickens' friend John Holling said visited, but he found it simply a tumble-down pothouse only haunted by the claims of brewers and distillers. Emily Dunbar, the, ex- the exhibition's curator, tells The Guardian that Dickens, Hollingshead, and the author, Willie Con- Collins, were in search of another supposedly haunted house in Hertfordshire in southern England. House turns out did not exist. According to the website, museum's website, Dickens was a fascinated skeptic, more interested in the psychological roots of paranormal occurrences than in finding proof of their existence. But many of his contemporaries did believe in the existence of supernatural, of the supernatural realm. Spiritualism, a religious and cultural movement rooted in the belief that the sounds of the dead can communicate, souls of the dead can communicate with the living, swept through America and Europe in the 19th century counting many prominent figures amongst its, among its adherents. While Dickens, while Dickens attended multiple seances, he remained unconvinced. He wrote of one, the seer had a vision of stalks and leaves, a large species of fruit somewhat resembling a pineapple and the nebulous column somewhat resembling the Milky Way, which nothing that spirits can, could account for and from which nothing but soda water or time is likely to have recovered him. The writer is also thought to have been a founder of the London Ghost Club, which investigated supposed supernatural current encounters with the intention of exposing fraud, as the Parachute Views Peter Hoskins wrote in 2017. Jenkins was not immune to the crazies that crazes that captivated Victorian society during his lifetime. He considered himself a skilled practitioner of mesmerism, which purported to cure patients by putting them into trances and manipulating their magnetic fluid in their bodies. Wait, what? He considered a... Yeah, they weren't very advanced back then in medicine. You ever heard the the phrase you've been mesmerized? He's purported to cure patients by putting them into a trance, into trances, and manipulating magnetic fluid in their bodies. Oh my God! I want to have you mesmerize somebody. <laughs> I don't use the clock. Yeah. But the ghosts and goblins and other supernatural phenomena that populate his writings perhaps reflect a keen awareness of what his readers wanted to see rather than his personal conviction. He loved the side of people. He loved the idea. I don't know why I said the side. He loved the idea of people being scared of ghost stories. Dunbar tells the Guardian. Dickens, he adds, was a businessman. He knew exactly what he was doing. He liked to be close to his audience. He was, in touch, he was in touch with the popular culture of the time and played into that. And that's it. Hmm. 
That is interesting. I wonder how I'm still wondering how you mesmerize somebody. <laughs> oh, let's see. Let's do one more. Twelve spooky ghosts of Christmas said to appear every December. This is written on December 18th, which is two days ago, by Aaron Santillo and James Evans. Now that we are right in the thick of Christmas, people will start will be starting to get into a festive spirit. However, depending on where you live, you may encounter ghosts or two over the, of the Christmas season. The paranormal database suggests December is a busy time of the year for the spirit realm. Beyond the traditional tales told around the fireplace. So here are 12 spooky stories that will definitely frighten you away. Sinister screams. Uh, Cries from the Lewisham train disaster are said to be heard every December 4th, the anniversary of the accident. In 1957, two trains collided in dense fog, killing 20 people and injuring more than 100. Another killing 90 people. Killing 90 people? I thought I said 20. Well, that's more. Yeah. Killing 90 people and injuring more than 100. Well, thank you for that. <laughs> Another version of the story says the phantom screams date back to the World War II. To the World War II. <laughs> Riders Wraith. Location Hayworth, Yorkshire. The spirit the spirit of Emily Bronte, author of Wuthering Heights, haunts the grounds of the Hallworth Parsonage, according to legend. Her ghost is said to return to the Bronte family home every December 19th, the day she died in 1848. <laughs> appearing with her head bowed as in deep thought, she suddenly vanishes if anyone, vanishes if anyone comes too close. Location, Bishop's Castle, Shropshire. All the ghosts in the UK are said to congregate once to congregate once a year on December 21st at the Stipper Stones, perhaps for a ghoulish AGM. Don't know what that is. <laughs> Local legend suggests England shall be ruined if the court, court site ever sinks into the ground. On one of the tours, the Devil's Chair Satan is said to have appeared, said to appear and speed up the process of the nation's destruction. Oh. The Fogu Fiend. Location, Lower Bas- Boscowell, Cornwall. Winter Solstice sees a mysterious phantom appear outside the pending Fogu, according to legend. A, the figure, a woman in white with a red rose in her mouth, turns and enters the underground dry stone structure when spotted. Some say seeing her brings misfortune. Nobody knows what happens if you follow her into the fog. We'll go. Christmas Crash. Location, Kempston Manor, Bedfordshire. The sole sounds of a Christmas tragedy are heard every December 24th on the site of the former mansion, according to local stories. A child is once said who have run out to meet his parents as they pulled up in a horse drawn in his excitement for the return of his mother and father for the festive season who was hit by the vehicle and later died of his injuries. 
going to be sad. Imagine, like, RJ coming up to the car and getting hit by the car because he was so excited. Mm-hmm. Dang, you know, I don't that many left. I'll just read this one. Okay. Yuri in the location Drow? Drow? Brow. Brow. Yeah, Brow, Derbyshire. The Traveler's Rest pub is said to be haunted by a local farm girl who died after falling down the stairs. The story goes that she was hurrying to escape a drunken laborer on past Christmas Eve. A woman in black with a large set of old-fashioned keys is also said to to have been spotted during drifted around drifting. I words I thought yeah, words I today. I spotted drifting around the end. Running Rock location. Langford Landy Friedog. Legend has it that an oddly shaped stone on Angsley is what remains of a thief who once stole a Bible. As he carried it over his shoulder, he was suddenly turned to rock, giving it the name Robber's Stone. Every Christmas Day, it runs three times around the field in which it stands, it is said. Palace Phantom, location Westminster, Greater London. A phantom monk bound in chains is said to appear in Buckingham Palace once a year on Christmas Day. His spirit is understood to predate the construction of the iconic building, which started in 1703. The sound of a pistol shot is also reported to have been heard occasionally in a first-floor office. Edward Seventh, private secret, yeah, secretary, Major John Gwynn, I would assume Gwynn, yeah. ended his life there. Ooh. Humbling train, location Wormit Free? Five. Five? A train with glowing red lights is said to appear every December 28th at the site of the former Tay Bridge. Designed by Sir Thomas Brouch, Butch? Brouch? Brouch, or Bouch, or, yeah. Hang enough. The faulty construction collapsed in 1879 during a violent storm as a passenger train passed over it. Legend says the scene is reenacted every year on its anniversary. The train crashing into the cold waters of the 5th Fourth. I don't know okay. how I read that fifth of Tableau. Mysterious Manor. Down down in Down End. Down in Isle of White. White. Okay, that's kind of a sick name though, I can't lie. Isle of White or Down End. Like combined. It's just like a sick looking yeah. name. Yeah. Unidentified party goers have been have been spotted enjoying the evening at a manor house near Knighton George, I guess, according to local stories. The only problem is that the property was demolished many decades ago. A knight on horseback has also been seen on the estate, appearing once once a year on December thirty ah, 31st. First. Yes. Jumping Jack, location Westminster, Great in London. As every new year begins, the phantom is said to throw themselves from Westminster Bridge into the Thames below. Many believe it, it to be the ghost of Jack the Ripper, the unidentified 19th century serial killer. Another tale tells of a police officer who was called to prevent a woman from throwing herself over the railings, only for both the woman and the witness to vanish. All right, so my question is, how do they know it's Jack the Ripper? They don't know who Jack the Ripper is. 
people were saying. You know, it's like, oh, it must be Jack the Ripper. Well, you never found him. Yeah, so how, so how, why, would you, why would you think, why would it be him? You know, I don't know. It's like, stop just throwing shit out there to see if it sticks. So true. All right, so I'm going to remove that, and um, yeah, I think we've read enough <laughs> We're both articles. Struggling. Yeah, this three. We got to learn about Michael and what's her face? <laughs> what's her name? At Whitney, oh. and they're in our haunted uh, baby carriage. Charles Dickens and his relief or non-belief in the paranormal and where to go in England if you want to see something scary happen. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Kimmy, for joining me tonight course, on this dive into the paranormal on Christmas. And uh, from our family to yours, we always wish you a very Merry Christmas. And uh, I'll, we'll talk to you before New Year's, but again, Merry Christmas, and I hope everyone enjoys their holiday and we'll see you next week with urban ghost hunters ghost mm-hmm. explorers yes yeah, so we'll figure it out back here same freaking awesome time same freaking awesome channel good night guys bye all right guys good night have a good night we'll see you next week or yeah You'll hear us next week. Sometime. All right. Bye.